0: This is Bigger Than The Game with Deremy Dove and Jose Ruiz. Welcome to Bigger Than The Game with Deremy and Jose. I'm Deremy Dove. I'm joined by... My tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jose Ruiz. What's going on, man?
1: What's going on, Jeremy? Happy NBA trade deadline, man. Happy
0: NBA trade deadline. Happy uh, Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Super Bowl week. A lot of stuff's going on, man.
1: A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Entertaining stuff, man. And social media is blowing up. Yeah. Everything's blowing up, I feel like, right now.
0: A lot of things are. Yeah. You got the Ben Simmons, Harden trade. You know, good headline material. It is. It is. A uh, lot of drama there. A lot of drama. That's what it is. A lot of drama. I don't think it's uh, it's front page stuff, not like championship stuff, but it's still entertaining, I think. Yeah, uh, I know
1: your thoughts on the trade. I mean, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think
0: it had to be done, but it's just, I don't think it's putting either team over.
1: Yeah, I think the Bucks have come out the east. Yeah. Though, you know, and I, I just feel like this trade, Giannis is going to use this trade. Just to fuel himself, and the Bucks are already starting to roll a little bit. So, yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it looks like they're coming out of these. So
0: good for the NBA to get take a little attention from the Super Bowl. Like, yeah,
1: that's nice too.
0: But that is what's coming up, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, we're a few days before it.
1: The Bengals and the Rams. Jeremy, I'm not feeling this Super Bowl, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the two teams. I have no idea, man. I I know there's a lot of star power in this Super Bowl with the Rams especially. Uh, I mean, with with Cincinnati as well, but I don't know, man. I'm just not, like, excited for it. I'm excited for the halftime show because they're going to, like, thug it out a little (laughs) bit with, you know, with Eminem and Dre and Snoop and all those dudes and Kendrick Lamar, but I don't know, man. I'm just not, I'm not, like,
0: into it yet. Uh, I love the story of the Bengals. Like, that was cool to see them get there, and it's really weird. I feel like... I don't want to be a hypocrite because I was like, you know, I don't want to see Brady again. Yeah, I don't want to see Rodgers. Like, I didn't want to see that. But I don't know. There's something about like the Rams just feel like a Hollywood team. And no disrespect to Hollywood, but it's just yeah, the antithesis of like we might football.
1: Go
0: Hollywood one day, I don't. I'll, maybe you, you, you. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, you, Hell you. Yeah. Maybe you. I'll I be g- in here
1: with sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I, I
0: keep it, I keep it, keep it basic and humble. That's me not me the content the content can be Hollywood great <laughs> me I'm just I gotta keep it grinding but like I don't know I just I do agree it's something about the the matchup and something about just um, the Rams just being that kind of a Hollywood team and I think maybe also the way the Rams were built right I mean credit to them like that you can't knock it they they went all in they got it done They they played for now but it's different I do like you know I love to see a team get built through the draft, and you have those ups and that. Like Cincinnati, kind of has that. Yeah. With the Rams, you know, you got. I don't think of Odell like, oh, he's a Ram, or Von Miller as a Ram, yeah. like,
1: or Stafford as a Ram. or Stafford
0: even as a Ram. So it just maybe that's the 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 effect of it as well.
1: No, and I get that. You know what I mean. And um, but I also, I'm all I'm like on the flip side of that though, how they built the team, because I I feel like. It's it's going against that the status quo, right? Like on these NFL franchises, like you say, who build through you know, build they try to build through the draft. You build through free agency. Normally that doesn't work. You can ask Dan Snyder about all that. And but this team just kinda like you said, they went all in. They don't have a first round or a second round pick next year. I don't think the second round no, they don't have a second round pick. And for a long time. Yeah, they just they just went all into this season. Um I don't know. I just I I think it's cool to see an NFL team do that. You know what I'm saying? We were just talking about the Harden-Simmons trade. It's like Sixers seem like they're going all in this year. It's like you don't see that very often in, in NFL. And I just think it's it's cool to see it. But, again, like, I I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a real team. I don't, it's well, weird. Well, that's the
0: thing. Like, I, I hear what you're saying, but then, like, you don't attach to that team. Right. There's right. no emotional connection Well, they're to a
1: fan-based it. either. It's like a— no, no offense to the city of Los Angeles, but it's just—do who do you know any Rams fans? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. I did when they were in St. Louis. Yeah, me too. Me too.
0: But I think—and that's also a thing. Like, I did kind of like that the NFL was the biggest sport and the second biggest market did not have a team. I kind of liked that identity. And I knew one day it was going to go back to L.A., But it just got really Hollywooded up real quick with both Chargers and the Rams, but especially the Rams.
1: Especially the Rams. So
0: I think that kind of hurts it. And I do think like the matchup, and I'm hoping I'm wrong, the matchup to me doesn't, it's not that like great like contrast where I'm like, okay, this team has this, but then this team has that. So which strength will beat the other strength? It's kind of like. I It just doesn't, like, the, the Bengals weaknesses just go right into the Rams strength and vice versa. I don't know, this doesn't have a good feel to me of, like, on-the-field play.
1: No, I I agree, man, 100%. And we've, we talked about it earlier today, and, you know, you look at that Bengals offensive line against that Rams defensive line, and it just it looks like on paper and with the eye that it's going to be an ugly matchup, I, like we talked about earlier, and— you know i we both feel like that rams defensive line is going to dominate this game and if that's the case then burrow and chase and all these wide receivers they had it doesn't matter you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um you know i know the bengals have really good safety play and you know the corners can be a little suspect but you know and they have a they they have a good defense right you won't be in the super bowl without a good defense but it, it's just you know with cooper cup and oh like obj and it's just like they have so many weapons man and it's it's it, it just doesn't. It look. It it looks like it's not going to be a good matchup. That's why I have a funny feeling it's going to be a good game. But, I'm hoping. You know, it just doesn't not look like. Well, a good because matchup. last
0: year, that's what I felt like. Once the Chiefs' offensive line woes hit, yeah, and I'm like, oh, they got all these ind- all these backups coming in. Then I was like, uh oh, and and it proved to be true. Like yep. that was that's you know anyone who's listened knows I love. The line of scrimmage, but offensive line, a big fan of. But, like, that battle in the line of scrimmage to me a lot of times is where the game is won. And if you look at that, where the game will be won. Yeah. And last year when the Chiefs had those injuries, it was like, I don't think this is going to be good, man. Like, their old line was solid when healthy, but now they're banged up. And the Bucks D-line is good with Sue yeah. and Big Vita Vea. And that was the difference. And I'm just getting that flashback of last year where I'm like, I like Joe Burrow a lot. I really do. But... What good is he going to do if he's been chased around all game long by, you know, to me, the best You could say the best player in the game in Aaron Donald? Pretty much. <laughs> and, you know, future Hall of Famer in Von Miller, and yep. there's just a loaded D-line that's just going to keep coming after him. I just think unless they really make some big adjustments here, he's going to have trouble.
1: Right, and there's a small part of me that also, first, I don't know why, does not want to see McVay win the Super Bowl. I I don't know what it is. It's a big part of me. Yeah, I I don't know what it is. It's like, I know he's like a good coach, and everybody loves him, and we kind of like made some fun last episode of like, you know, every assistant gets hired for a head coaching job, you know, from his, you know, coaching tree or whatever the case, but it's just something about him that just rubs me. It's, he's like worse than Gruden to me. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and and that's a lot, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I used to like John Gruden when he was coaching here in Philly, but... Like, there's certain coaches, man, that I just, like, uh, I don't I don't want them to go to this. I don't want them to win a championship because it's going to just escalate that 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 talk that everybody has for him. Everybody in the league loves them, and, you know, it, it's just really annoying, I guess. I guess I'm just hating a little bit, and that's fine, but well, I just can't stand them. Uh, you know, as
0: far as an offensive mind, and, you know, I, I look at it as a head coach because, you know, you still have to deal with a lot of stuff as a head coach. He's shown his worth. So I don't take anything away from his talent. Yep. You know, within a five-year span, he's got two appearances. Yeah. Good chance he can get that first one. Young coach. Very young, young, 35. I think it's—and granted, I don't know Sean McVay, so I'm not saying this is him. Could be a great dude. Yeah, he probably
1: is like a super cool dude. Yeah, he
0: might be very cool to hang out with. (laughs) He just, to me, shows the arrogance. Yeah. Like, Like I said, I don't know if he is. I'm not saying that. He shows it. When I see him, and he shows like, yeah, I'm and Gruden's a great comparison because Gruden showed that. Yeah, I'm boy wonder. I know more than you, like, and it's like my system is it. Yeah. And I kind of like guys. I don't know. We had Andy Reid here in Philly for so long, and I think Andy Reid was confident in his system. But Andy Reid, to me, you hear how he was with the players, but also just how he presented himself was it's the players. Yeah, and I think Andy Reid was confident in his ability. Yeah, but he was the players, and I feel like. Gruden had that, it's my system. Yeah. And just give me another quarterback, like whoever can like run my system. And McVeigh kind of has that and he's a Gruden guy. He learned under Gruden. Yeah. But they have that young, like and sometimes it's good like when they had that young cockiness that, you know, to see him get humbled.
1: Yeah, yeah, he don't yeah. And it happened a couple years ago, Belichick humbled. And I loved them. it. Yeah, Belichick humbled that team real quick and you know, he shut that offense down and everybody thought like he was the next Belichick coming, and Belichick had to let him know, like, what's what's the deal? And, you know, I yeah, I, I mean, again, like, whatever. Like, whoever wins, wins. Like, I'm not, you know, it's not a big deal to me. I just want to see a good game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I I hope, it because if that Bengals offensive line can hold up a little bit, it will be a good game. I agree. You know, I, I feel like they'll be able to put points on there. They have an explosive offense. You know, they have the three wide receivers and Higgins and you know, and Chase, and I'm I'm forgetting the other guy. Um, he was pretty good last year. Whoever, he's good. You know what I mean? Like mixing in the backfield, I like Joe mixing a lot. So, I'm hoping for a good game. If that old line holds up, I think we'll get one.
0: I think so, I and mean, I think it's um. I'm trying not to be. You we're know, we're not that old. That's what beauty of the show. One of the beauties is yeah, like yeah. We can talk present day and past. That's why we connect past to the present here, bigger right. the game. But it's just like I. I think this the L.A. feel, and I think you just always knew, like even from hearing back years ago when L.A. had a football team and the Raiders were there and the Rams were there in the past, it was like they didn't need football. Yeah. USC was good enough for them, and it's like, well, if you entertain us, then L.A. will join the football. Like the Lakers have to be entertainment I think the Lakers have established themselves by now, obviously in LA. But Lakers were shows, entertainment, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you don't need a football team then, because all these other places, it's like it's not just entertainment; it's like it's yeah. a part of the city, it's a part of the town, it's a part of the culture. So that's why I was like, uh, whatever. And I do feel like the Rams have gone to that where they're entertain; it's a show, yeah. and that's not. And granted, I know football, athletics, you know, pro sports is entertainment. But it's still like the antithesis of what I like. Where it's like, oh, this like you see how the Bengals fans were when they won. It's a part of them, the suffering, all that. I feel like if the Rams win, it's like people go to the parade. They won't know who the players are. They'll know. I know Stafford. Like there's no connection. You know, if Cincinnati wins, it's going to be the party that Cincinnati's never seen, and you're going to have. Generations of people, grandfathers with father. Hey, I remember when Paul Brown started the team. Or I remember in '81 with Forrest Gregg and Ken Anderson. And I remember '88 with Boomer and Sam Weiss. Yeah, and then all these, and, yeah, all these, yeah, all these bad years. Achilles Smith and Jeff Blake and all these, you know, Carl Pickens. That uh, he was the only bright spot. Yeah, <laughs> Corey Dillon was the only one. That's the connection that like I love to see for those fan bases. Like. They know the highs. They know a lot of the lows. What lows does this L.A. Rams fan base have, to be quite honest? And where's that connection? Like, are they going to remember or is it going to be like, this is the most recent parade until the next time the Lakers win or the Dodgers win? Yeah. And so I hope I'm wrong on that. I hope that it becomes a legit football city. I just don't see that yet.
1: Well, it never has. You know what I mean? Like, I I would say when the Raiders were, you know, and Marcus Allen and all them guys were playing out there and, you Like, the Raiders fans are, like, I love Raiders fans, you know what I mean? Like, they just, you know, old school, like, crazy, like, I, I can really relate to that, obviously, coming out of Philly, and, you know, I think the Raiders had that out there. Not
0: in L.A. Now, they traveled from Oakland, they had the base from Oakland, from o- yeah, no. but the Raiders didn't really do great, you start seeing a lot of games, even in 83 when they won as the L.A. Raiders, the Coliseum is half empty a lot of times. So, like, their fan base traveled in Oakland and other parts of the country. In the city, it didn't really do great, you know, like, for the most part. That's why he went back there. Yeah.
1: Like, well, a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that for sure later on. But, you know, I, I'm just, like, I, I don't really see that happening. I don't really see this Rams team. Because, again, you know, Stafford may retire if he wins this. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? He's only thirty. He's 34, 35, something mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, it. I don't know. He may want to go out on top. I don't know. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't I don't see OBJ re-signing with them because what's he doing now? He's he's making money right now. You know what I mean? Like he's he's building that payday back up because a lot of people, obviously, when he was in Cleveland, were thinking he was done, you know. So I give him credit. You know what I'm saying? And again, like you got all these free agents, Von Miller. Like, I don't know his contract situation, but, you know, you got a lot of guys that were getting paid. You got to pay Ramsey. You got to pay Donald. You got to pay Cooper cup soon, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's a lot of great players on that team and you know how long can they keep this going? I don't know. And then especially without the draft capital, it's going to be really tough. If they don't win this this year, it might get ugly quick in LA and and you'll see that beautiful SoFi Stadium like you <laughs> say half empty again, you know, um so we'll see. I'm hoping that doesn't happen because again, they have a lot of great players on that t- great players on that team, you know, and but I I'm just I would be happy for Cincinnati Bengals, you know what I mean, and their fan base I would love it, it. if if they were to win it. And, you know, Joe Burrow will become, like, the next great thing, and rightfully so. He's, like, so good, man. And and then, again, like, you know, you have all those weapons. It, it'll just be a fun team to watch moving forward into the next five or six years, you know, if they stay healthy. So either way, man, it's going to be a good team is going to win the Super Bowl, right? Everybody, Everybody's calling the Bengals like a Cincinnati, I mean, a Cinderella story and – they have talent on that team, man. They you do. know what I mean? Like and you know, it's so I'm hoping again, I'm hoping it's a good game. We'll see. Um so, you know, I'll ask you, Deremy, like who do you think is gonna win the game?
0: Yeah, obviously we both said it we want Cincinnati, but I'm, if I gotta get I gotta go with LA, yeah. I gotta go with the Rams. I think it just sets up. We saw Tampa was the first team to have the home field for a Super Bowl. I hated that they stopped that. I love the streak being like going on, like nobody had home field. Yeah. But now we got two years in a row of it. I don't like it. Yeah. But I, I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Uh, I'm hoping I'm wrong. I love for people to be like, you were wrong. Bigger than the game, that bigger than the game. You guys were wrong. I would love that. But I'm going to go with the Rams. You got a score? I'm going to go 31 17.
1: Ooh, that was close to my score. All right. Well, The Simpsons had an episode with this Super Bowl years ago. And they had the Bengals winning thirty four thirty one. And it, I don't know, Simpsons predict a lot of stuff. They man. do. They do. But I, I don't see that happen. <laughs> this game. You know what I mean? And I, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I I don't think it's gonna be a good game. Um, I don't think it's gonna be too close of a game. So I I'll say thirty one ah, no, nah, I'm going a little high. Thirty four seventeen. Uh that seventeen really sticks out to me. So um yeah, so we're predicting two blowouts here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, once the Super Bowl happens, we'll definitely be on, on Twitter. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Let us know we're wrong. Like, oh, I would love to. I would love to be wrong, too. I was just going to say that. Because that'll
0: be definitely talking about the next episode. If the, the Bengals pull it off, I would love to do near-future episode about, like, the Bengals and whatever. Yeah. So it'd be great. So I would love that, honestly. Yeah, but, so would I. Uh, we will see. We but, will see. Jose, another big thing happened Yeah, in the time that we've been off, you know, uh, between our last—you know, what we recorded two weeks ago— so with Tom Brady retiring, you know, going back and forth, he did and then he didn't and then he retired. But you never know all that stuff. But thirty for thirty dropped, yeah, this past week on the Tuck Rule, Oof. and it's something I was like, kind of because I you know we look at anniversaries and I knew that in January it'd be twenty years since the Tuck Rule game, that infamous game between the Raiders and the Patriots, and. It's a game that I always thoroughly remember that Saturday night, Yep, you know, watching it. It's one of those underrated weather—because of the tuck rule, I think it's one of the great weather games, yeah. honestly. Yeah, But it doesn't get talked about a lot because of what happened, obviously, later on in the game with the tuck rule. But it's, it's a, one that I was glad that they had a 30-for-30 30 30 on because I was like, did we miss our window of talking about it? So, you know, let me ask you, what did you think of first the film?
1: I don't know. I, I See, my problem, and we've talked about this definitely off the air, but even on the air, you know, um, I, I put too much of an expectation on these 30 for 30s, even still, you know, because I've been disappointed a lot lately. And, you know, I, but I still put that expectation on them, man. And I thought it was okay. You know, I thought it was okay. I, I, I like the two personalities. I love Charles Woodson. I like Brady. I think and Brady we were just talking about. McVeigh, like Brady seems like he's a cool dude. You know what I mean? Like, and it it was just good to see them, like, kind of talking trash to each other and just having, like, regular conversation as well throughout the thing. What I, one thing I did, like, really appreciate is, like, you can see Brady had tons of respect for Woodson. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it was evident. Like, he was the way they were communicating. You could tell Woodson was, like, talking a little more shit to him. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you can tell Brady was like, you know what I mean? Like it, Brady's Brady, dude. Like he's probably the best quarterback of all. He's the best quarterback of all time. And but there was a definitely a, a respect level there. Um, but especially from both. So, but I I don't know, man. Like it was okay.
0: What about you? I thought the same. I think you're right, and I think credit to you know Bill Simmons and and all those guys from when they started it. 30 for 30 was different and they knocked a lot out the park and yeah, for sports documentaries it was very different so I think it was like a lot of things a lot of the ones probably that first came out that like you're like whoa I don't look at it as whoa anymore because they kept exceeding it yeah. and, and HBO stepped up their game and Showtime, Showtime and yep. a lot of places so it's different so you're right I think the expectation like I kind of have it high too especially for a topic that I'm I know I'm already into yeah like, then it's like, oh, great. Like, they're they're talking about I, I'm always about this. So I think, like, I thought it was good. I, I don't know how – I'm not saying you can't make it great. I don't know how you can make that great. Yeah, like it was tough. Like, yeah. it's, not, it's not the easiest thing to do, I feel. And I feel like NFL films who, like, directed it and, you know, they've done other things on – the tuck rule that yes. are really good. Yes. <laughs> I think are better than it. So I think yes. that's kind of what hurt. Like it's not like that topic that like the two bills that NFL films did at 30 for 30. That is, was great. Yeah. And that's the topic like there's nothing you have that has been done like that. They did the whole, you know, the four falls of Buffalo. He hadn't really had anything like that. So, okay. it has been a lot of tuck rule stuff. Yeah. So I think that kind of hurts. A lot of times I'm like, Oh, I kind of watched like the, the 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 timeline episode was really good.
1: It was really really good, and
0: it's better than the movie.
1: Yes, I so was I'm like, ask you that, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: like, it kind of hurts it a little bit, but the concept that, that he able to get Brady and Woodson together was cool. And I feel like when they really got down to the play, they were pretty natural with breaking it down.
1: Yeah, it was some good stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: so that was cool. Like they, they it felt kind of like, like. They weren't comfortable with the camera. Like, there was no camera there. They'd be talking way more free. Yeah. But there was the camera there. So, like, before it kind of felt weird, like, kind of like, not scripted, but not natural. When it got to the play, I felt like they kind of let loose and talking and Woodson's emotion, which if you've heard in the past 20 years, he lets it free on how he feels. Yeah,
1: he's, he's taking that as super personal.
0: Yeah. So, Brady kind of was explaining it well. Um and I like the fact also that they had Walt Coleman. Yes, and this yes. and that kind of helped as well. But I thought it was good. I don't. I think it would have been hard to be a great documentary. Yeah. But I was not disappointed. I thought it was good. It was overall. I watched it a couple of times to get ready for the show. It was good.
1: Yeah, I definitely wasn't disappointed. I'll say that. I'll give. I'll give the. I'll give it that. You know, because I've been disappointed with some of these recent thirty for thirties. Um, but I, I'm right there with you, man. Like I, I'm that Raiders team, which we can get into in a little bit. Like I. From afar, like, I, I kind of like that team. You know, they had two of my favorite players of all time on that team um, with Eric Allen and Woodson. Um, you know, it, it was just a really interesting team. You know what I'm saying? That Raiders, that little Raiders run that they had, they were Gruden and stuff. So I know, you know, earlier I mentioned John Gruden, but at this time he wasn't on my nerves yet. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and, you know, he was a young coach again. Like, he was, you know, he was coming out of, he came out of Philly, um, you know, when he was hired from to, to the Raiders. So, Again, like I, I kind of like that Ra- Raiders team, but um, like just the way like they explain. and you so you mentioned the timeline. I, I love that one, man. I love that episode. I was watching that, preparing for this as well, and you know, it, it was just it was very similar. You know what I mean? Like, but I felt like they got this idea from the thirty for thirty for the thirty for thirty from that timeline episode because you can hear Woodson talk and they they mention it in there, like these guys haven't sat down and talked about this. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, maybe one day we'll sit at a bar. And, True. And it's like probably somebody was like, hey, we got to get these two dudes together yeah, man, yeah, and, yeah. and have this conversation. So I thought that was cool. I thought, like, them two being in Brady's beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wanted to look up, was that definitely Brady? I don't know if they put him there or, like, was that Brady's spot? Because I'm like
1: – See, I – if I don't, I'm. I'm I, I, that's a good point because I don't think he would just be like, "Yeah, just come film it here and show everybody where I live." Right, right. You know what I mean? Because it's very obvious. It's a beautiful mansion, whatever you want to call it, right? Like oh, a museum. Right, right. And it's whatever. And they had that super huge, like, nine hundred inch. TV. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was cool to see that man, and it was cool to see them, like, you know, almost let their guards down, laying back a little bit, and just you know talking about the game. And you know, I, I do love. How Brady was like breaking down, you know, like playing playing in the weather like that. Yeah. How 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 easy it is to play against defenses like that, which made a lot of sense and stuff like that. You really don't hear. Well, he said in the snow. In the snow, especially, yeah. Yeah, Like you, he you, it slows the defense down and he can pick them apart. But you know, and then he was talking. I love how he did this too. He was talking about he was like, man, if I would if that would happen to me now, oh, that would have been this and this and that. And I was like, man, like it's just the the maturity level where he's at now compared to where he was at then. I thought was really cool to see, you know, so no, it it, it was okay. It was good, but uh, I'm just glad I wasn't disappointed. Yeah, it wasn't disappointing.
0: I think for something like this, what made the timeline good was there was some Patriot talk, but it was the Raider. like, so you had that Venom in there. Oh, yeah,
1: it was where, there. Like, <laughs> the,
0: this one didn't have enough, I guess they thought, I mean, you had Woodson and Brady together. It wasn't, I know Gruden's... Persona non grata, so you yeah, don't want to use him. Yeah, but like, get like more Raider people in there to get that venom. Like, yeah,
1: they had it. Like, Brewski rubbed me the wrong way on it. Like, he was like real like pre Madonna kind of type of thing. Like the way he was talking, and I like Teddy Bruski, but I, he came off kind of corny. On well,
0: P- Teddy Bruski is. I like Teddy Bruski too, and I like his story. You know, Like yeah. I think he's a very underrated linebacker, honestly. But it's just like. He's very like, well, champions are champions, and right. champions do champion things. If yeah. you don't do them, then you're not a champion. And I'm a champion. Yeah. And it's like it's and we not, won the
1: Super Bowl. Yeah. It's Did not you know like that?
0: it's not that simple. Yeah. And it's like, bro, very closely, you could not at least have this ring. Mm-hmm. So like, I get champions are champions and champions, but like, yeah, you know the way a lot of people think about it, that call's not made. They might yeah, not be champions. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Champions and, and champions. we'll get into that, but, like, I yeah, some people may say, you're not that. You're not champion. So, like, stop talking, like, yeah. obviously there's that championship ethic, but there's things that have to go your way, too, that you can't control, you can't explain, and it's like, bro, it's not like all you guys do. Well, that's obviously the Tuck rule. That's yeah. the Tuck Hey, hey, child, Bill, Tuck. Like, everyone was deflated. Every, they all said that, like, initially. Then there started being some talk, you know, about it, and we'll get into that, like, what, ha- why there was talk. But, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, we all knew that. Or it's a close, like, you thought you lost the game too, bro. Right, right. And so everyone else in that stadium, everyone in the country watching thought Raiders are going to the championship game.
1: And if And if that play happens 15 seconds, like, earlier in the game— we're not even having this conversation because mm-hmm. that review came from the booth. It's not like Belichick reviewed that play because he couldn't. It was under two minutes. So I think it was like a minute 51 left in the game. So if that's if it's two, mi- two minutes, ten seconds, Raiders win that game. Do you think so, though? I know so because he could have – I don't give a shit Well, Bill Belichick says. That he knew it was a forward pass. They were not, I don't think he was challenging that. The only
0: reason why I say maybe not is we know Belichick's big with the rule book. And also...
1: I mean, he almost convinced me watching this thing. Well, the thing is,
0: what makes me think maybe is that... Hey, we know that week two, two thousand one, Jets Patriots. It's known. Hey, Tom Brady started the legacy started there because Bledsoe, Mo Lewis knocks him out. Also, almost in, kills him. Almost kills him. You know, thank God it didn't happen. Yeah. But also in that game, a Tuck rule was called against the Patriots. You know, the Jets hit Vinny Test. I mean, the Patriots hit Jets quarterback uh, Vinny Testaverde. And they thought it was a fumble and they called the tuck rule earlier in that season against the Patriots, you know, for the Jets. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking maybe he might because it was called against him. And Belichick has that, you know, that beautiful mind. Yeah, he's crazy. He remembers everything. So that's although I do agree, but that's the only thing that makes me think maybe he would have challenged it because it happened to him earlier. If it would have happened to another team, not the Patriots, I think for sure you're right. That's the only thing I can give hope for is that maybe he would have done it because he saw that rule earlier that same season,
1: and even that Testaverde play was a little different. You know what I mean? Very different. He, yeah, his arm was li- going forward. That's an easy call. Yeah, the Testaverde I, one. Yeah, I and they they showed a couple different other ones, but that that Brady one was totally different. And you know, I I don't know. Uh, again, like that, that's a good point. Because Belichick, he knows everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, I'm watching this thing and he's like, Oh yeah, he's like once I saw the replay, I knew it was a forward pass. And I was like, Yeah, maybe maybe I did too. You know what well, I mean? Like yeah. he, he like Jedi mind tricked me right there. <laughs> and it but it's just I don't I don't think in the heat of the moment and all that going on, I think I think that game's over. Well,
0: man. there's things like doing deep dives, even like I think maybe they said a little bit in the movie, but beyond that, other things where like Raiders players said like, oh, like I think Patriots play. They're like on the side. Like the coaches were talking pretty quickly after. Right. They're talking a buzz about it and like, oh, no, no. Like they're not deflated. So part of me thinks like maybe they did, it would have happened like because they didn't take a long. They weren't like, why is this under review? Like they were talking amongst themselves like, maybe this is the Tuck rule here. Maybe this, you know, it's not going to go toward the Raiders. Like, so I don't know. It's interesting. Um,
1: yeah. I know Gruden made a comment like after the play, he said, I saw those Patriot coaches, and he was like, this game was over. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, whatever, you, I'm going to take that for whatever it's worth. Yeah. But, you know, like, you he's in the mix of it. He, he he said it, and then people in the
0: Patriots, the coaches were talking. Some of the Raiders were, like, looking over at him, like, oh, they're buzzing. Like, you know. So I think it's mixed. I think, obviously, instantly, everyone thought fumble. Right. Now, with the time, the under review and stuff like that, every play, you know, goes under review that could have led to some buzz. Hey, remember this. But I think the instant reaction, once you see Greg Beekert, the linebacker for the Raiders, recover it, it's a it's a fumble in the Raiders', Raiders ball. So I don't think anyone's necessarily wrong. Right. You know what I mean? I think it's both. Like instant reaction, fumble, you have time. They're going on the review. Hey, maybe this could be. Remember what happened to us earlier. This could be. Let's look at the replay and stuff like that. Now the the most you know big question is, under now we know that rule is gone. They got rid of it like what twenty fifteen. Yeah, Some stuff. Like that. Yeah, but under the law of the land back in you know this was the O one season, but January of 02, did they call that rule correctly? Did Walt Coleman and the the referee crew call it correctly? You think?
1: No, no, I, I don't think so. I, I don't care what he says, and he almost convinced me too. Like it's, it was a fumble, and he he was he was bringing the ball back and. It was a fumble to me, and I, again, like I know we've had this conversation before, plenty of times. Um, so I have the rule here. I'm gonna I'm gonna just read the rule. And yeah, I was
0: okay. I was go, go ahead. You got go it. Ahead.
1: All right. Yeah. All right. So it's NFL Rule Three, Section Twenty Two, Article Two, Note Two. Mm-hmm. I like the note two part. It says when a player is holding the ball to pass it forward, any intentional forward movement of his arm starts a forward pass, even if the player loses possession of the ball as he is attempting to tuck the ball, tuck it back toward his body. Also, if the player has tucked the ball into his body and then loses possession, it's a fumble. To me, that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, he was, you know, he, because and then they even talked about it, you know, and I, I'll just get into it here. Like, you had the Eric Allen story where he was listening to Charlie Weiss and Tom Brady talk about, you know, what play they were going to run. They didn't even see him standing there. He goes back into the huddle, Let's the defense know this is what's going on. It's like four slant play. I don't know the name of you the know, play call. But basically, he was going to sit on the slant. That's where Brady was going. You know, they blitz. It was like a zone blitz. A D lineman drops back. He's in the way of the slant. So Brady had to pump that. And once he pumped it, that's obviously when Woodson hit him. But when he's pumping it, he's bringing it back, man. And it's just, I don't know. I, I thought it was an easy call to make. You know what I mean? Because, like, again, we talked about that Testaverde one in week two that same season. It's clear that his arm is going forward and, you know, he doesn't have the ball in his hand anymore. Like, this one, it was a pump fake because, again, he would have threw a pick if he would have thrown that pass when he wanted to. And then he kind of tucked it in to kind of look over the field again. And he didn't have that time because Wilson smacked him.
0: It's hard because it should be a fumble. And that's why the rule is gone. I do think, and for many years I thought, there yeah, they screwed because we knew— you know, I had family out in, in, in that area oh, yeah. and knew a bit around there. Like, the Raiders, and to me, it showed anyway because of that whole Al Davis, Pete Rozelle thing, any way the league could screw the Raiders, they would take advantage of it. So I do believe that. I do too. And I do believe, like, that plays. You, know, you can't tell me anything that doesn't play a factor into this. But I do think Walt Coleman called it correctly in the moment going by the rule Raiders going Nation, by bro, the rule this
1: is Jeremy Doves you know It's my opinion. Not, yeah, it's his opinion I don't care
0: <laughs> it's, it's it's going by the rule because the rule says it has to be tucked back into the body
1: it was tucked into the body no
0: it was going back there nah, it wasn't man. fully he didn't tuck it back in and I do think it was close the only thing I could say is depending on certain angles you could the only argument for the Raiders is is there enough evidence you know, incont- incontroversible uh, visual evidence on that replay and stuff like that. So, like, that's where I'm like, okay, did you get it? Because it's tight. It's a close call. The Test of Verity one, to me, yeah, that was not easy close. Yeah. That's very easy. This one is close, and you can't go by the intent. We know the intent was he was tucking it back in. Yeah. But that goes with any penalty. Did you intend to pass you No, I didn't intend to do that, but you, you did it. <laughs> yeah, did You intend <laughs> to hold, but you did it. So, like, the intent doesn't matter. And that's where I got Charles Woodson kept yeah, he was going to tuck it in, but you got him just in time where it's coming back, but is it in there? Is it possessed to me the way like you see a runner have it, or the way you see someone else have it, like bound and I don't think it was it was a couple seconds away. It wasn't quite there on he's pulling it back still when he gets hit, I think. And I think that's why I'm like I could see that in the time, the rule was stupid, and also we were ignorant to the rule. No one knew the no rule. No one knew the rule. Because to me, even the CBS crew, CBS had that game earlier, the Jets-Patriots game. Yep. No, one's, no one pulled up um, footage. Remember in week two? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. So I think no one knew, no one remembered, so that's what made it even worse. It was like no one had an idea.
1: And not not only did he not know... Phil Sims was on there. It was like, it looks like, but no, it's a fumble. And they, they're, they're going to call this a fumble. And they were, like, adamant. Mm-hmm. And then they didn't call it a
0: fumble. They didn't. And I do think in the law of the land back then, it's a close one. The only thing I can give is certain angles, it's tight. And it's like, man, it's tight. So then do you go with the initial ruling? That, to me, is the Raiders' only case.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, it was it— what did that video show? Enough proof of him it, that it was a forward pass, and I don't think so to overturn the call. Like, I don't think you can overturn that.
0: I like, think on certain angles you can, and I think that's where it's nah. tough. I do think you can, honestly. And the and honestly, going over this rule again, getting ready for the show and for the movie, saying that it has to be tucked into the body, which is a crazy rule to begin with. Yeah, it's dumb as shit. That like the, everything else before, I get. Of this rule.
1: Yeah, like the forward. Yeah, because even his arm isn't going forward anymore. No. You know what I mean? Like it's not going forward and then, you know, where where's the line? You know what I'm saying? Like where do you draw the line? Where did the arm, like, it, it, there is no line there. So, No, it's, it, like, it's why the rule is that. dumb.
0: But, like, it's, it's saying into to this and the rules aren't really, there's no, like, gray area where for league rules, especially for the NFL. So then it's, like, tucked into the body to me means it's in here, like, kind of like that back. Like you're tucking it back here and he didn't have that according to the law of the land at the time so that's why I kind of say now it's the same thing when we had the the whole thing with the receivers with Calvin Johnson and Des Bryant catching balls they were catches they were touchdowns yeah by the stupid rule at the time you could say like yeah they weren't Des Bryant to me caught that. That was a touchdown. That was
1: a catch, yeah.
0: But the rule was stupid, and by that dumb rule, that's why I even we saw it happen to Calvin Johnson earlier. I knew Des was getting screwed. I that one I knew they're not going to call it. They should call it, but they're not going to. This should have been a fumble, but according to this rule, I do think Walt Coleman got it
1: right. Yeah, I love Gruden's quote on this. He said. When the game is decided over technical rules that people don't even know exist, including the players and coaches that are playing in the playoffs, we have a real problem. Absolutely, I, I think that was a great quote, um, and he's uh, he's one hundred percent right. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. The magnitude of this game, you you can't make that call. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't. There, the evidence, in my opinion, Raider Nation, um, it's like you can't. There, you I ain't can't, scared. <laughs> You can't overturn that call. Now, if they would have called it a forward pass and then they they didn't, you know, they're reviewing it and all that. Okay, maybe, but they didn't they called it a fumble because it was a fumble. You know what I'm saying? And it, the the video for me did not show enough proof that that it was a forward pass. He even he almost, and I'd say I know Woodson was arguing this like crazy. He almost put his other hand on the ball. You know what I mean? Like it was very close to him doing that. So it's just... All
0: things, though, close. And if he does that, then he tucked it to me. I'm with you. He didn't do it yet. Well,
1: I'm not even... I don't even care about that part. You know what I'm saying? But that's the
0: thing. That all goes into it, and you can't knock Charles Woodson. He got to him. It's like, I think if he got to him a second or two later, there's nothing to say. It's just the timing of it and what happened. Um, And it's crazy how all those things, you know, Eric Allen overhearing it. You know, does that pump fake happen then? If Eric Allen doesn't overhear the conversation between Charlie Weiss and Tom Brady, and then you know, hey, they're talking about it. Send Charles Woodson. Is Woodson going? If they don't hear the play, yeah. And Eric Allen knows it, and then says, hey, that's the, how it
1: lined up. Or does he intercept that pass? You know, Eric Allen. You he could have. He, he said he was going to jump that route, and he was a he was a great corner man. He would have did that. He made a lot of big. No, plays. I mean the punt
0: return by Troy Brown. The Raiders get that fumble. Yeah. You know, over, we man. don't have to worry
1: about any of this conversation. or why they even putting it, like let's get, let's get into all right. so yeah, so we're in disagreement obviously on what happened. That's fine. That happens a lot in this show. So let's talk about the aftermath, right? Let's look at what happened after the play, because that's what Teddy Brusky was kind of like saying. He was like, well, you know, if they didn't over they couldn't overcome that, maybe they didn't deserve to play in a championship game, whatever, dude, like you know what I'm saying That's a huge play. It's a you know, you go from the euphoria of like creating this turnover and pretty much winning the game. So now you got to go back out there in this shitty weather, you know what I mean, like, and try to stop these dudes who are in the red zone. It, it's tough. It's tough to kind of, like, come back from that. So, I mean, we all know what happened, right? The Patriots score. And, you know, at the time it was 13-3 to when the fumble happened. With the tuck rule? Yeah. It was 13-10. 13-10, 13-10. Vinatieri kicks the field goal, ties the game, sends it to overtime. Um, but like you mentioned, you know, they punt the ball away. There was fourth and one pretty much at the 50-yard line. And, you know, it was third and one, and they get stuffed, you know, on third and one. And then the players, and Lincoln Kennedy even talked about it, On you know, on the 30 for 30, was like, you know, we should have went for that first down. We should have ran the play again. He did a good job breaking down that play because that's the thing, like, you know, we're watching it on TV, and it's like, oh, they got stuffed. But it's like, no, it was the guard. I can't remember the guard. Frank Middleton. Frank Middleton. He went the wrong way on the run play, and kind of like Seymour just jumped right the you know jumped the gap in there, which he did a great job doing that. But it blew up the play right there. If he doesn't go the wrong way and blocks, even like like blocks him a little bit, you know well, they may get that. first To me, down. also
0: they didn't talk about it on that same play. You know, handoff to Zach Crockett. John Ritchie's the fullback. Ritchie looked like he slipped, and Crockett has to like jump over him, yeah. and that kind of made it like okay easier for you know, that play to happen, like, the break, the tackle to happen. To me, like, that's a big part. I think, obviously, yeah, Frank Middleton going the wrong way, he would have gotten it, but also, like, that Richie play where you see Zach of like, dive over his fullback to get the first down, and I don't blame Gruden in that. I understand it, but i also see, like, all right, like, just field position, you're punting it, they had been playing them very well. The defense, in, yeah. in that, even though, like Brady said, you see things faster, it's not an explosive offense. We we talked about it in our Patriot episode. Check the archives. Check them. Like, the Patriots in those early years were not an explosive offense.
1: Yeah, they had nobody that scared you on yeah, the
0: offense. Yeah, you know, so it's a 13-10 the game. So, to me, I don't blame him for pinning them in this bad weather. Right. And let's see what they can do here. So I, I get um, Lincoln Kennedy saying, I believe he believed that in the moment because – Hey, you're a lineman, short yardist, that's what we do. Yeah. So I don't think Especially he's
1: Especially a great player like he was. Yeah.
0: So I don't think he's like just saying that now. I believe he felt that way then. I don't knock Groot. It's easy to be like you should have went for it. I don't knock him for that though. Yeah,
1: at the fifty yard line, if you get stopped again, you're literally giving them excellent field position mm-hmm. and to lose that game. I get that too. Like I'm I'm always like, you know, you'd see a lot of coaches now, they go for it all the time on fourth down. I'm I me, mean, I'm not like that. Especially again. Everything that you just talked about, you add even if it's a good offense, you add that weather to it, it's going to be hard for you to drive 80 yards or whatever. Yeah, like so let's just say 80 yards, right? And, and drive the field in how many time? How much time was left, right? right? Like it's it's going to be very difficult for you to do that. But what really killed him was the Troy Brown punt return and put him in gr- excellent field goal. I mean field position. That's what messed it up.
0: Yeah, and then he did fumble. It was a clean yeah, fumble clean too. Fumble. And if there's just more Patriots around it. Um, so that, that was a play that hey they recover that boom if they get the first down so to me it's like yeah Raider Nation uh, Bruski said it very arrogantly and I'm with you I don't like that but he was right he's correct and I, I can't knock him because he's totally right Bill Belichick hey, that's not even BS Bill Belichick is that coach who hey
1: yeah I so, agreed with that
0: on to the next one yep. on to the I think that's him in life <laughs> yeah like yeah. you know did anything happen it was bad uh, you know I got in a car accident, on to the next thing. Yeah. On to the next thing. <laughs> All right, let's go. Like Everything just, like, on to the next. So I do believe the Patriots would have been, hey, on to the next one. I think he would have been on the sidelines saying. Yeah. And what you see a lot of coaches, some do that, where it's like, hey, there's the, it could be overturned. You're talking to the players, hey, if this overturned, stay focused it should be our ball but if it's not the Raiders weren't doing it they were just like what are they doing what are they yeah, doing they were
1: all looked like they were standing around yeah like, yeah just waiting
0: and to me but that and that one thing about it is I remember watching that game live and it felt like it took forever
1: apparently it was like 12 minutes
0: you know and, and so that's why
1: I've heard people
0: say it was kind of quick and walked home like it was fa- I go that and felt no. for I remember that game that felt forever he that was looking at time. that
1: and that's when you knew this this they're going to overturn this mm-hmm
0: that's when something's going – like, you don't do that when it's – to me, when it's that long, it's, uh, okay, something's going here. So I don't know. I do think in the land of the law, like, at the time, they did make that call correctly, but it's tight. And I could see it – if they would have kept it as a fumble, I don't knock it either because it's that tight. right? You know, I think, like, to me, looking at so many angles and stuff, like, especially years later, different stuff, it's like, okay, I can see that. And reading this rule deeper, I I don't knock the call like I did for many years personally. But I don't know. I do think you have to fault John Gruden and the Raiders team. They were done. They were checked out after that game. Yeah. I mean, after that call. Yeah. And you have to knock them. But you heard, like, I think in the timeline, there's something like – it might have been Charles Woodson, uh, something. He was like, I give him credit. It was a good kick. No, that was a great kick. Adam Vinatieri's yeah. two kicks, the one that sent it into overtime and the kick in overtime. They're they're the greatest kicks maybe in NFL history. Yeah. So they weren't. So like to me, it's like it's a double whammy of like, you no, know, they they didn't just have like a cakewalk into the end zone. He could miss those kicks, yeah. and honestly, a couple yards back, he's not making that kick to go to overtime.
1: Yeah. Like, and what killed them also was you know Gruden iced them, which. You know, a good. You know, coach is going to do that, but that also allowed them to clean out that area where he was kicking at, and made that kick a little easier. Which, you know, obviously, if you're a coach, you're going to try to ice this guy. Make not, him not, think about I it. wouldn't
0: in this situation because it.
1: I know I wouldn't have either mm-hmm. because the way everything was playing out, the weather, how shitty it was. Like, you're not really icing this guy because the weather is going to ice it. On exactly. Own, you know exactly. What I mean? Like, so I, I agree with that. I was watching that and I was like, man, you know what? I wouldn't have done that, Mm-mm. but he did it. You know, because that's just like the generic coaching book. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to ice the kicker. And what it did, it gave him an opportunity to clean a little area out for him. In
0: most situations, I would have iced him. Right. I'm with him. If it was just hard rain, I probably would have iced him. And that snow that came down throughout the whole night, and I hope people watch it, like, it, it. It was
1: inches and inches and
0: inches. Yeah, on the like field. It, it was a great. Um, they're not wrong. That was a beautiful thing to watch. Like it right. just looked like beautiful football weather. Yeah,
1: because Gruden was saying it wasn't really cold. No. It was just a beautiful snow that fell. It was a foot of snow, apparently, but it was a beautiful amount of snow and the wave was coming down. And in the nighttime, it looked really nice. It looked great on TV, i Absolutely. You, that, you know, but, and even Brady talked about you couldn't even see the, the, Field goal post, like it was that bad, You're right? Because like, to get the the more the game went on, like I know it was a period there, the first period, I mean the first quarter, and it, it, it like kind of stopped, and then it just picked up and picked up and picked up, and it got worse and worse throughout the game. So I wouldn't advise them.
0: It in in real time when I watched it, and honestly, when I see the highlights, it's really hard to see it going through. Like they yeah. put, like they get, they say the refs like it's good. It's hard for me to see that it went through. And, like, when I have seen clips of it, like, broken down, it barely made it. Yeah. It barely—like, he, he didn't, like, kick it, like, oh, so it just soared. So, to me, don't I—if you're—if I'm at home and you're at home seeing how heavy the snow is, just go for it, yeah, bro. Yeah,
1: let's see what you got.
0: Yeah, let's see. Yeah. You know, I'll be like—especially you're up, the one at the end of regulation. You're up, so it's like, all right, we still got overtime. Let's see if you if you can do it. Hey, you deserve to get the game into overtime
1: then. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I'll give both kickers credit because Kijanikowski hit a couple field goals, too. He was two for two. And, you know, they, they were like 30-plus Like I, I give him credit as well. He was a good kicker, too, in that era. Um, but, yeah, both of them were hitting field goals. And it, it was just – again, we talked about Vinatieri, What That elevated his status. Boom, big time. And then, obviously, what he did a couple weeks later in the Super Bowl yeah. with the game-winning kick. Because in Pittsburgh, he misses a kick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, and that kept the game up to seven, and then the Steelers had an opportunity to go drive down the field, and, and Cordell Stewart threw an interception, threw two bad interceptions at the end of the game there. But, you know, so that could have been kind of like egg in the face. If he they don't make that Super Bowl, he misses that kick. But in this game, he nailed it, puts them in overtime, and then obviously comes back Well, and, and there's
0: one. a thing on ESPN Plus. They always have, like, the after thirty for, inside 30 for 30. So, they had a thing where they had like Lincoln Kennedy and Damian Woody and, you know, on there talking about yeah, but it.
1: Damian Woody, he didn't even play. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, he was he was on. I didn't mean to cut you off, but he was talking all this shit on ESPN. And I was like, dude, did you even play? But whatever. He, he did play. He, he did play.
0: He was a player.
1: Oh, he, no. I know he played, but did he play in this game? I don't think so.
0: I thought Woody played in this game. Well,
1: I can be wrong. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that, he that. did.
0: Maybe. I know Woody was a starter for the 01 and stuff, but I thought he played. In this, but maybe I could be off on that. But you know, Lincoln Kennedy said, like, well, how, how, what about that? Like, kind of like with Teddy Bruski. He's like, well, we didn't get the ball back. It's not that simple because even in the overtime, you know, 15 plays, 61 yards, there was a fourth and four. Brady hits David Patton for yep. a six yard. Those are opportunities, bro, that you got to make. So yep. don't just say, like, we did got get the ball back it's not like oh you had like a squib kick and they got it on yeah, like on yeah. your or your 40 or something like no defense could have stopped them and like i get it it's human nature i'm not saying i would i'm not like oh i would have you know next play up i would have been devastated too yeah dude i totally get point.
1: it it like, reminds me almost of like that ohio state miami ending the yeah. national championship game when they of the course miami. ohio state yeah well it just that's i mean it's the same thing almost Jesus. like like what well, you know obviously if you don't know like it was it looked like a pass interference on Ohio State. I mean, excuse me, on Miami, and Miami thought they won the game.
0: <laughs> this is rough.
1: And you know they g- got called for a pass interference like yeah. five minutes later.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Miami got screwed. You think the Raiders got screwed? Miami got screwed out of back-to-back titles too. Right, right. I just love it that the stars of these move two Michigan guys. You see a no Michigan comment. football in the pool. Jose has to somehow bring up Ohio State. Ohio State has nothing to do with this. This is all Michigan here and then Ohio State well, gets was brought into it.
1: It was a good analogy. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Miami got totally screwed. <laughs> Raiders got maybe screwed. Miami got really screwed. No, nah,
1: the Raiders got screwed, dude. Like Walt Coleman didn't officiate any Ra- any more Raiders games after that. He, he officiated didn't. like 20 New England, like legit like 17 I think the number was Patriot games. That's insane, dude. Like that's weird well, to me. Walt Coleman couldn't go to I mean No, nah, he couldn't go to the
0: He the, couldn't go to the black hole? No, no, no. He, that 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 wasn't so weird to me. I'm like, no, well, that that was an Eagle game. That ref can't come to Philly.
1: Well, he can. The Raiders can on the road. He can walk. He can referee a game. You know, one of their road games. But I, I, for I, some reason, he didn't. I think that's weird.
0: I I I kind of got that one because I'm like, yeah, I don't think. No, it's I get the home.
1: I don't. I'm glad that he didn't go. To, <laughs> he didn't go to Oakland to to to. to He's not making game. it out. Yeah, it'd have been rough.
0: Right? It's, it's, you gotta have extra security, yeah. extra like it would have been a nightmare. Yeah, Walt have been Coleman. Bad. So like, I, and I think the Raiders. I I mean, years later, maybe, but like they're still. Al was a part of the fr- like. No, they they didn't want you heard like after the next you know off season when the refs came in to talk to them, they all got up and yeah. walked out like they it, it was bad blood there. So I get that, but I I think for me a fun part of this that's kind of interesting is toward the end which was kind of cool i don't know kind of cheesy honestly but i think i rather like the corny graphics you didn't need it from nfl no offense nfl films i love
1: y'all but i didn't need that either
0: but like the conversation could have been good like where do you think your career overall i guess your life goes that was
1: very interesting
0: like so without the graphics i didn't need them but the conversation was interesting and i kind of call bullshit on both woodson and brady so do I <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: especially Woodson especially Woodson, Woodson. yeah
0: yeah. actually I, I think especially Brady for me I flip I'll take that back especially Brady
1: yeah I, I think Woodson is gone either way you know what I'm saying like he could have won three Super Bowls in a row I think he was gone Um, and I'm glad he left I mean he went to Green Bay he, he was a great player in Green Bay helped them win the Super Bowl you know Um, yeah I'm glad he left so the Brady thing was very interesting to me Um, like the Bledsoe and all that like Because, you know, if people forget, like, because I I used to forget, like, I thought this was the championship game and they went to the Super Bowl right after that. No, they had to go to Pittsburgh. New England goes to Pittsburgh. Brady gets hurt. Bledsoe comes in and plays well. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then it had me thinking, like, you know what? Maybe there is some truth to that. Like, I think Brady beats him out. Financially, it would make sense to play Brady over Bledsoe. You know, um, who knows what happens in training camp, whatever. But... You know, if Bledsoe, you know, Bledsoe wins that game, he goes to the Super Bowl, say he plays in that, well, he doesn't play, but, you know, the next season, say they lose or whatever, right? Like, say New England loses or that rule happens, Brady loses, because that's kind of what they were talking about. If, you know, if they would call that a fumble, game's over, is Brady starting the next season or is Drew Bledsoe the starter? You know, you got a guy now, a young guy, had a home, and they were talking about it, had a You whole field advantage in a playoff game and loses the game, you know. Loses, fumbles the ball, throws an interception earlier in the game. You know, is again the The conversation was, does Tom Brady happen? You know, yeah, Tom Brady happens. Yeah, absolutely. This,
0: this is I think is that part. Brady was trying to be hump. Maybe he might feel it. Maybe I I think he does. The six round draft pick still in him. but there's no way. A Belichick was there in '96 when the pay, he'd seen plenty of Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. He wasn't like, let me figure him out. he had seen Drew Bledsoe at his peak. Yeah, and then yeah, hey, prime. Yeah, yeah, he saw that and he kind of knew what Drew Bledsoe was. And Drew I think, Bledsoe,
1: let's let's make this very clear. <laughs> you know, Drew Bledsoe was a good quarterback. He was good. He wasn't great. Yeah. No. 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 That I'm. I'm. Dude, for 2022, I'm that word great. I'm being very careful how I use that word. He you know was good. He was a good quarterback, had a great arm. I'll give him that. He had a really yeah. strong arm. But he was a turnover machine, man. You know what I'm saying? Like well, it was in big moments, he was throwing picks.
0: And the only thing is like Drew had faded from that from that 96 team. Uh, Bill came in in 2000, he had inherited, you know, and that's the thing, you know, you heard Belichick talk before, Belichick and Saban documentary, who, who you have from the team is not college, you gotta coach him, so yeah. Bledsoe had a $100 million contract, I get it because he was the name and the face, but he had went through a 5-11 and season with Drew Bledsoe before, and yeah. he saw what was going on, I think he saw what Tom Brady did, Brady's still the starter if they lose that game. Yeah, I agree. To me, the, and honestly, I do, I've heard this somewhere. I think there is no Super Bowl hangover because they kind of, you know, Brady became a star after that one, and then they go nine and seven missed the playoffs. I'm not saying I know where they finish. I think they're a better team because they're hungrier in 02 anyway. Yeah. I really always feel that the Patriots would have five rings instead of the six that they got if the Raiders go on. You know, I I think so. Tom Brady saying Drew comes back. There's no way because, all right, let's go to the real life scenario. Hey, he could have gone with Drew in the Super Bowl. Yeah. He said, hell no. I think Brady had to have a broken leg before he goes to Bledsoe. He appreciated him. Hey, thank you for your service. Get your ass back on the bench. That's what it was. No, Not knocking Drew Bledsoe, but there's no way. If you want it to me a better option would be they're looking for another quarterback outside the franchise. He ain't going back to Drew. No. 100 million dollars for 5 and well, uh uh-uh, 5 and 13 cuz you're <laughs> 0-2 in the start the 01 season. Yep. He's not going back to him. And then
1: the thing is like yeah, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. We give them credit, right? Pittsburgh had two opportunities to tie that ball game. You know, at the end of the game in the fourth quarter, they had the ball, they were driving. And Cordell Stewart threw two bad interceptions. They weren't like, you know, he was throwing them into tight coverage. No, no he, they were bad. They were really bad. The first one is the guy was wide open. He overthrew him to Bucky Jones, gets that interception. And then um, the, that the Lord Malloy got the second one on another overthrow for like over like 10 yards. You know what I'm saying? Like it, they were really bad interceptions. If Pittsburgh had a different type of quarterback and if they tie that game, we're well, not having this discussion well, either.
0: Well, I'm going to go to, so I think for me, the biggest disagreement with Brady and Woodson's thoughts on the future, number one is that one. And so people saying that Tuck Rule started the dynasty. I just, I think the dynasty happens no matter what. Yeah. With these players, the greatness. Yeah, because
1: you look at that defense, that defense wasn't going anywhere. No.
0: <laughs> and so I disagree with that. Number two is this whole assumption that the Raiders are world champions in one the uh, the the biggest thing is
1: so I want to talk about that. So well, let me.
0: The, well, the biggest thing is a few episodes ago we did a show on the greatest show on turf, Rams. Yep. And to me, the the best teams in the league who you were looking at, you number one was St. Louis. Number two was the Steelers at thirteen and three that year. Yep. No way to me the Raiders if they gotten there are beating those Rams. They're not beating the Rams in Super Bowl thirty six. Honestly, it took a team like the Patriots to throw off the greatest show on turf offense. Secondly, I don't know if they're beating Pittsburgh
1: that next week. That was my
0: next question.
1: Yeah, like that's
0: not a guaranteed because that was a really good Steelers
1: team. I think they do beat them, but it is not like it's not a like a gimme win. You know what I mean? Like it's not a definitely not an easy win to go into Pittsburgh. I just think Cordell, like he had he had a good season. They were thirteen and three you know, with the bus and, you know, Plaxico and Ward and, you know, and a good defense. But so I don't think it was – it would have been too crazy for the Raiders to win that game. But, again, like, you don't know.
0: Well, that's the thing. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's a lock. No, I don't it's think not a lock. It's, it's not, not, not lock. like, oh, we're looking at some team who's like, oh, they're just lucky to be in the now, championship game. Now, if the Raiders game. were
1: home and Pittsburgh was coming, to, you know, the Raiders – I would give you that. I'll be like, okay.
0: I would give you that. But to me, I also look at the way the Patriots were playing in that run and defensively – yeah. I it doesn't surprise me. I mean, Cordell was up, but he was a comeback player that year. Yeah, he had a good year. He was man. an All Pro you know quarterback that year. It wouldn't surprise me that what Belichick was showing him, you know, and confusing him. Yeah, Cordell made those dumb plays. But
1: he was that defense was playing well.
0: You don't have that kind of mastermind, and you have talent on the Raiders defense, but you're not. They're not coached like that on the Raiders either. Yeah. So that's why I could see Oakland winning, but that's not a lock. They're saying, "Yeah, we're world champs, bro." I don't know if you're beating Pittsburgh, Mister Woodson. You definitely ain't beating the Rams. No, they're not beating the Rams. So, like, you ain't. You're no. You you have another Super Bowl loss. I mean, the intriguing thing is
1: what happens with Gruden. Yes, that's changed. I think that cha- obviously that changes. You know. Now, I wanted to ask you that, but even like this Raiders run here, it, it's it it like has my attention for some reason because if you think about the year before. They lose to the Ravens with Tony Terre like he squished, he smashed Gannon. With Rich Gannon. Like if they beat that, I mean, because they have Rich Gannon, they have a chance to beat that Ravens team. Now that Ravens defense was amazing, one of the top. I know you one of your favorite defenses of all time, Jeremy. And I don't know if they win that game, but they have a good shot. Like they have a good shot. They held they held the Ravens to sixteen points. That might have been enough to win, though. I don't know, but Rich Gannon, they that offense was pretty good that season. So you had that game. They make that Super Bowl there, right? Let's just say argument's sake. Then you had this season, you know, if they make the Super Bowl then. And then the following season when Gruden obviously leaves, but, you know, they make it to the Super Bowl again. Like, quietly, this was, like, a really good run for the Raiders, if you really think about it.
0: No, I I just wanted your your opinion on that. It's not forgotten on me. And the thing is, like, the bigger oof was the Saragusa play because I do think— That was a dirty play. It was a dirty play.
1: By a scrub. I hate dudes like that. Like, they're yeah. like scrubs and they do like this little dumb shit like that to, that, that changes the outcome of the yeah, game big be, time.
0: The Ravens offense had one big play that Dilfer to Shannon Sharp cut have, yeah, You know, they, the it went 90 something yards. Yeah. <laughs> that was it, though. And I do think Rich Gant, at the time, you can make a case he was the best QB in football.
1: He Was was he MVP that season?
0: It was, might have been that season or 02 or, uh, you know, um,
1: that offense was rolling from like
0: ninety nine two thousand to o two. Rich Gannon looked the best quarterback in football. Yeah, they man. had a
1: really good. They had a good offensive line. They had obviously Jerry Rice. You know, he was he wasn't done yet. Tim Brown was a quite great receiver. They had Charlie Garner, Crockett in the backfield. Like they had a nice ass offense, and then you had the defense and the back end was pretty good. You know, it, it was just a good solid team. Gruden was doing his thing with that offense. It would have been a really good game that against the Ravens in, in two thousand. But I, I, I'm just, man, like, and then end, yeah, I, I almost forgot about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was looking up, you know, the Raiders stuff here no, for the no, show. No. And I was like, man, that's right. Like, that could have been three straight Super Bowl appearances.
0: I always liked the Raiders franchise as a whole. And yes, to me, me this too. was the last time that the Raiders represented that Raider. Like, they were a tough team. They had the mystique still. And they were good. This 2000 to 2002 was the last time. Right. So they, I kind of keep that close because that was like it like Al was still a big presence like it was totally different
1: and it wasn't like you know they had this like flashy quarterback and all these flat like no it was like Rich Gannon was done you know what I'm saying until he came to the Raiders and John Gruden brought him back like I'll give Gruden credit for that like you know he made Rich Gannon into an MVP you know so you got people thought Jerry Rice was done you know I mean he comes back and plays people thought Tim Brown was done he coming out, he Eric Allen. Eric Allen, they, you know, people thought he was done. Charlie Garner, people thought he was done. Like, they had so many cast offs, which Al Davis loves to, you know, to mm-hmm. have. You know, they had James Jett on there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had all these players that, you know, people thought were done and they just, you know, rejuvenated their careers in Oakland. And and they were balling, man. They were balling well, these three years. Well,
0: we look at all right, so two thousand, I think there's a good chance they win. I don't know if they do win. That's a tough D. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Oh all right, we look at O one. I don't don't know, but let's say they go to Super Bowl and lose. If they get to the Super Bowl and lose, I think Gruden comes back.
1: Especially against that Rams team. Yeah. Because like, they would have been double digit underdogs against the Rams in the Super Bowl.
0: I don't think double digit.
1: What I, with New England, 14, yeah. 14 and a half, something like yeah, that? Yeah,
0: I don't think they're double-digit.
1: I don't know, man. Because ra-
0: br- Brady and the Patriots came out of nowhere. That was such a under- I think they're underdogs. I don't think they're double. I don't think either. I don't think if Oakland or Pittsburgh say those yeah, two. definitely
1: Pittsburgh not. Nah, I, I can definitely and agree I, with that. And I
0: think the Raiders wouldn't be double. But underdogs, but not. I don't think it's like as big of a thing as would be said with New England. But I think, um, I think he comes back if they get to the bowl.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. I think there was an
0: ego thing, though. I think if they lose in the championship game, I could see Gruden being gone.
1: It's crazy, man.
0: Because that's, there was an ego thing with Al, Al and a strong-minded coach like Gruden. There was that power struggle. So I could see him. Be, but say he comes back, you know what I think? And it's For Philadelphia fans, I think the Eagles are in that Super Bowl. I do, too. Talk to me, Jeremy Dove. Talk <laughs> the to Eagles me. are in that Super Bowl. Not only are they in it. I think the Eagles match up well with the Raiders. <sighs> and I think the Eagles beat the Raiders in that Super Bowl. I really do.
1: Eagles had a tough time with this Raiders team, though, in this era. Because the Eagles loved the blitz and Gruden was, you know, throwing them slants and all that, like with Rice and Tim Brown. It would have been tough. Because I, I think they played in, in this 0-1. run. Yeah, in this run. And I think the Raiders gave them They played them, a them lot in
0: 01. And I think the Eagles in 02 were better than the oh, Eagles yeah, yeah. were. In o- they, they had more confidence. Yeah. And I think. I think the Eagles and I think whoever that NFC team is gives it to the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with that. That, that was, again, like we talked, you know, earlier. I did have a few questions, not more or less questions, but just kind of your thoughts on some stuff. And um, that was my next thing. Like, you know, so if you don't, like, if for people listening who may not know what happened, Gruden didn't get fired the next season. I mean, he gets traded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he gets traded. Now, here it is. This is a coach, not like a, you know, all pro quarterback, a wide receiver. You know, the, the Bucks traded 2002 first-round pick, 2002 second-round pick, 2003 first-round pick, an second, and, like, $8 million. $8 million in cash. Like, holy shit. Like, I, I remember it was a big deal, and I just, like, I kind of just forgot how much they gave me. No, up. I remembered it. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, well, I'm saying, I remember, but it was just like, it was like, wow, dude, like, that's a lot, man. Even for a great player, that's a haul. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... You know, you lose Gruden, he goes to Tampa, and then we all know the Bucks. they couldn't get over that hump. They couldn't get out. Of, they couldn't beat the Eagles in the playoffs. Let's keep it real. You know, they had a great defense, but the Eagles always kind of, like, figured it out. They would McNabb will make a couple big plays here and there. But, you know, it was just that Tampa offense couldn't do shit against the Eagles, and that's why the Eagles were beating them. But, you know, Gruden goes over there and, and changes that in Tampa.
0: He does, and I think that's, that's the... Uh I, it's interesting where, because
1: is Keyshawn signed also that year?
0: No, he was signed a couple years he before. before McCardo right. comes. McCardo, yep. yep, yep, yep. But Keyshawn came. Keyshawn was there for the lose, the losses to the Eagles.
1: Ah, he was. Keyshawn yeah, came
0: after the '99 yeah. when they lost to St. Louis, and yeah, y- you know, so that's when they brought in. They thought Keyshawn made the difference, and then the offense still was struggling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh,
1: they had a big tight end out there. <laughs> yeah, and, and
0: and Sean King, you know, wasn't that good of a quarterback. <laughs> nah. But, I, I mean, it is interesting in some regards. I, I just think, I don't think the Raiders are a, a dynasty if they win the tuck rule game. I don't think that's happening.
1: No, nah, I don't I don't see them as a dynasty either, man. But I, it's just, you know, it, it's a team, and you, we love to do this on the show. Like, you know, we talk about players. We talk about coaches. We talk about teams who I've been forgotten about. And then you can look at this run here, and we talked about the Rams and that run. it was around it was the same era. you know, we talked about the Bucks winning the Super Bowl. We obviously talk about the Patriots. but a lot of people forget, man, like this Raiders team had a nice little run here at the end of, the, you know the 90's and stuff.
0: Well, this is one I wanted to ask you here. I know we're going to wrap it up soon, but it's kind of been by happenstance. we've just been picking topics, but you know, I look at like three of our recent episodes where you have the 90 NFC championship game. You got the the greatest show on turf, Rams, we talked about. And you have this you know, game. Mm-hmm. And in those three episodes, there's that one play that changes so many things, like legacies, you know, 90 championship game, Leonard Marshall hitting Montana. Yeah. The Rams with Ronnie Harrison hitting Trent Green. This one with the tuck rule. And so many things kind of come from it. For me, I think of the three, the tuck rule is the least like, compelling, honestly. I think everyone says like, no, but I look at those three, to me, there's greater legacy things, like so many like what-ifs with those other two than there is with the tuck rule, in my opinion.
1: No, I, I see where you're coming from, because I, if Montana doesn't get hit, it shifts a lot of stuff for the 49ers, yeah. right? And we talked about it. Check the archives, man. Like Check we, we, we talked about that. The Steve Young stay, you know, like a lot of things change at that point, right? You know, we talked about Trent Green. Now, you know, in our last episode, so you know, does Kurt Warner ever happen? Right, like we talked about the difference between Green and Warner. Who we we would rather have running that greatest show on turf. But this Patriots thing, like we talked about earlier, it's still happening.
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, you
1: know what I mean. Like it doesn't happen that season, but it's still happening. You know, and you know, because a couple years later, they're beating the they're beating Carolina, they're beating the Eagles. Like none of that, none of that, to me, is going to change. They just had a, a different aura about him in those seasons because he had this one Super Bowl before that. So, no, I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. This is one of the, like, the best, like, not the best, but, like, one of the craziest, like, calls of all time. Yeah. Right? like So that's kind of, like, what people, like, put it up there when it comes to legacies and things. And I also think what you talked about earlier, Jeremy, was, you know, the, the thought of, like, the Raiders just waltz into the Super Bowl and and possibly beat the Rams. And it's just like, that's a different conversation we're going to have. Um, For me, what this play also does, or doesn't do, is, I think it hurts um Woodson's legacy a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because he was an all-time great player. You know how I feel about him. I know how you feel about him being, mm-hmm. being a Michigan guy. But these great players that have like a signature moment in your career, like it just kind of like elevates your career. I don't care who it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think this would have been his signature, like great play of all time, and you know that's just going to bump him up a little bit when it, when I com- when it comes to like the all time greats, you know what I'm saying? Like, and for me, he's up there with the all time greats. I think he's one of the best all around corners of all time. Yeah, you know, and college, pro, wherever you put him at, he was going to be that great. I just it, it, it doesn't hurt his legacy as much, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that, but I just think it it would have elevated him up a little bit more.
0: See, I thought. um I thought the Green Bay run and that title kind of—I think that is that—I think the Heisman Trophy is what he's going to be first remembered for, and that's not the pros, but— But deservedly so, though. Yeah, and especially, like, the streak we have of defensive players not getting it. Like, that's always the first thing you kind of hear about with Woodson, but I think that Green Bay run to me was, like, that calling, and I know he didn't have that—
1: But he didn't play in the Super Bowl. He got hurt in it. yeah.
0: But it's still he was that emotional leader. That quote he said about Obama, the president doesn't want to come see us after they beat the Bears championship game. We'll go see him. Like that sticks out. Like he was a big emotional force for it. Like I think, like it's not that play. You're right, not a play. But I think if he doesn't get a championship, it's like a whole that title. And even with the injury, he was like the emotional. Like he got hurt in the game. Yeah, like I feel like that kind of made it. I'll be honest, I wonder if they, he doesn't win in Green Bay. I don't think he does this movie.
1: No. I don't think so either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, think, I don't think so
0: either. Like, I think that kind of said it.
1: It took him a long time to even sit down with Brady and yeah. get to talk about this. And, you know, they had communication between them before and they never, this never came up, which is weird to me. I don't know. I would have, that would have been the first thing, dude, I talked about every time. That would have been me and you, dude. Like, every time I see you, man, what's going on? That was a fumble. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's yeah. the family? That was a fumble. Um,
0: But, well, you know, uh, Ty Law, you heard that story? No, nah, hit me with it. Well, you know, Ty Law's a Michigan guy, Woodson, so they're friends. So they, you know, um, they both were on the Rich Eisen show, not together, but separately Rich Eisen talked to him about it. But Ty Law, well, I think it's a funny dude, great player, Hall of Famer. Yeah, a great player. But he said, like, after the game, you know, Michigan guys, usually when we play, we always find each other, me and, and Woodson. So he was like, he just runs off, so I'm looking for him. So Ty Law goes onto the Raiders bus. And it's like, Woody, what's up? And then Woody, Charles Woodson's like, nah, man, I ain't having that. Nah, man, I ain't having that. And he said, Tyler looked at him. uh, He's like, I just said, well, fuck that, Then I'm glad y'all lost. And he, like, ran off the bus. (laughs) He's like, Raider guys got up and stuff. And so it's funny, Rich Eisen had Woodson on, like, months later and Woodson's like nah yeah that's true like we do find each other and he's my friend but I was I was close to fighting him that night when he came on the bus and was like what's up what's up and he's like oh what you can't say what's up to me All we'll forget y'all then like he's like I was pretty pissed he's like he's "He's my boy but we're gonna come to blows and Ty Law says like he'll still He's like, he's like, he was upset for a while. No,
1: Eric Allen said it too, man. But he, like,
0: he's like, he texted, he like, will text him about it, like, to rub it in, so I'm yeah. with you, like.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, you gotta do that for sure, but yeah, Eric, to me, it was an interesting quote by Eric Allen, and he was saying, like, he, he was like, I felt like Charles took that very personally, like, and he, they they started going off all the interviews, and I get it, he was pissed, but, like, what Teddy Bruschi talked about a little bit, like. It comes a point where you got to, like, all right, like, it happened. I got to accept it. I got to move on. You know what I'm saying? And then for me, he wasn't doing that. And whatever. I don't know if it did anything for him or not, but, you know, it just doesn't look good. Like, every time you talk about it, it's like, well, it's a bullshit call, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, it was a bullshit call. But, again, like, you get to a point where it's like, all right, dude, let's go. Yeah,
0: I, I think it unraveled him. And I think he shot, you know, it was tough to, to realize. Like, get me wrong. Every game matters, and you can't turn yeah. it on and off. But it's not like a regular season game. It's the playoffs here. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, the finality, it's done. So you got to bounce back. Like, you're not down. You didn't lose. It's not even tied when that play happens. You're ahead. Yeah. So, and also, if at the time I knew it, people knew it, everyone knows the league had something for the Raiders. Yeah. And and I say that, it doesn't mean, I'm not saying that they were going to give like not call the game correctly it's just like don't make it close right okay. because then if it's close you know it's going the opposite way and like if we knew that as fans they knew that and you can kind of hear it in them now when they're talking 20 years later they knew the reputation that with Al Davis and the Raiders so yeah. like you know like if it's close hey just be, be prepared for them to try to screw us let's get focused here all right like if they call it a fumble great but let's get focused. In case they try to find something, let's be ready. They should have done that. They didn't. You gotta give credit to Vinatieri and that offense. Yeah, like man. they, they, they nailed it. So like, I definitely see Woodson went south, and then the Raiders
1: unraveled after that. Yeah, which is sad, man. That's a, and we've talked about it before a lot of times. How, you know that that organization. I, I love the Raiders organization. I'm not a Raiders fan or anything. I know you love that organization. I know you're not a Raiders fan, Jeremy. But it's like. The history of the NFL, you cannot write the history of the NFL nowhere near close to the history of the NFL without talking about the Oakland Raiders, Los Angeles Raiders, whatever, Las Vegas Raiders, wherever the hell you want to put them at. Like the NFL, was a lot of the NFL was written by that organization, man. And to see how great that organization was, obviously, you know, we weren't even born. And it's like by the time when they were winning Super Bowls with Madden in the 70s and the 80s, they were still pretty good. Like. You know Jay Schrader, you know Willie Gall, Bo Jackson, Marcus Allen. Like they still had some players there, but in that '90s run, like it was, it went down pretty bad. Yeah. Then you see this team and Gruden, now they got Gruden, a young head coach. He's bringing them back to the promised land. They're getting to the Super Bowl. You're like, all right, here come the Raiders again. Good. It's good for the league. You know, because there's certain teams for each league that if they're good, it's good for the league. Right. Like, I agree. You know, we talk about the Lakers, Celtics. You know, in basketball and hockey, it's always like Montreal and like some of those Canadian teams in baseball, we talk about the Yankees and all that stuff. For me, the Raiders are that team as well for the NFL. And, you know, you go, you have this great, you have this pretty good run here. I'm not going to call it great. It was a really good run. And then it's just gone. Like, they're the laughing stock almost of the NFL, man. And it, 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 it hurt me, man, as a football fan to see that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're no longer on Monday night. They're not playing Thursday night. They're not on Sunday night. It's like, Everybody's laughing at the Raiders. You got, like, the Jamarcus Russell stuff going on. Like, it was just bad after bad after worse, and then it got worse after that. Like, and that's a shame. I'm glad they're, like, bouncing back a little bit. But even still, it's 2022, and they're still not where well, the Raiders are. Well, you ratings. know,
0: from 2000, in a 20-year, pretty much twenty twenty one year run, it's, like, two playoff appearances.
1: Yeah, that's, not, so that's it's, not good. And there's
0: no, like, wins from it. It's just they got in and they got out. Um. So it's been a rough time, and and I don't think we you could suspect, but you didn't know, like, Al Davis and that, that you know, from this loss in the tuck rule game like that, he lived for another, like, 10 years. His health declined yeah. pretty rapidly, and people didn't, I don't think, knew, at least on the outside, how sick he was, and I think that had a big part in some things, you know, some bad decisions and some, you know, who could help make decisions and, I think that affected it, but it it just was a shame, and, you know, it's something I hope to see. It's not going to be the same because they're in Vegas, it won't be Oakland, but I'd love to see the Silver and Black be, like, legit championship contenders again because, you know, for Al Davis, for just that franchise, for the Mystique, like, it's something special when it happens. So, um, it's good to look back at a time where people forget this was, like, really the last time the Raiders were contenders, and... They had that mystique, so that's the thing that kind of, like, you miss, but I think a lot of these big things are not happening that they were talking about, like, I don't think, the Tuck Rules is interesting, it's not as, you know, like, legacy-making as people make it out to be, in my opinion.
1: No, I agree with that, And, and again, you compare it to some of those other things we've been talking about, it's definitely, definitely not, you know, and... I get it. If you're a Raiders fan you're listening to this, you're probably like, what the hell are these dudes talking about? Like, you know, we had a great team that season. And, yeah, you guys had a really good team, man. But that, that Rams team was a machine, you know. And it took one. Of, it took the best coach of all time. It took the best quarterback of all time to beat that team and to, and to show that blueprint on how to beat an offense like that. And, and that's what the Patriots did. And, and you got to give them credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got this break. You got to take this. You got to take. You know. You got to take those breaks. You got to make sure you you make them pay. You know what I mean. And and they did, and they came down. You know they switched their offense up in the second half. They just start chucking the ball everywhere in the snow. And, and again, we talked about Vinatieri, one of the, probably one of the best kickers of all time. Like you had all this going for you in New England. So, you know, it, it sucks if you're a Raiders fan for this play to happen. But if you're a Patriots fan, it's like, hey, it was a forward pass, and we we became a dynasty. Yeah.
0: Well, Jose, man, this was fun breaking down this play. Yeah. It was fun breaking down the 30 for 30, man. And, um, hey, cheers. You got to give hats off to Tom Brady in that career. You know, Charles Woodson, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, cheers to them. Like, they're forever linked. Yeah. And not because of Michigan, but because of this play. And, hey, to me, I look at it, it's not like, oh, we would never have hurt It's two great players yeah. who are part of this play, and they're forever linked in it. And it's a huge part of NFL history. And um, it was fun looking back on it, man.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, again, good job by, you know, ESPN, NFL Films, putting that 30 for 30 together. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a good watch. You know, it's good to see two Hall of Famers just kind of go into and break things down. You know, mid-game, they're watching the game together. So it, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was a great episode, Deremy. It was a lot of fun doing this,
0: man. Yeah, man. So for the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jose Ruiz, I'm Jeremy Dove. Thank think i listening to Bigger Than the Game. Take care. Peace.